you can make money a lot of different ways and that's always going to be something that's a part of your life whether you want it to or not you're always going to have to be paying stuff off and having expenses it's never going to go away so even if you're making more money you're always going to still have that as a stressor so why would you take away something that's making you happy and bringing you this joy and fulfillment just to make a little bit more when that's always going to be stressing you out whether you have the money for it or you're maybe struggling that month or something it's always going to be there so I feel like you should prioritize what actually makes you happy. Hi everyone, it's Marcy Bullock. Welcome back to season three of Wolfpack Career Chats, the anchor season. A, ambition. N, networking. C, compassion. H, health, both mental and physical. O, organization. And R, resilient. Enjoy the pod. Hello, everyone. Today I have Michaela Lynch with me, graduating senior in psychology, May 2022. Hi, Michaela. Hey, Marcy. So happy that you're here today. And I would love you to tell your story about how you found your first job and what your first job is. Yeah, so I found my job through LinkedIn. Honestly, going through this class, I didn't really know what I was doing beforehand or the steps or process that I should be taking to finding a job for after graduation. But I made my LinkedIn through USC 401 and I just kept on searching up different job titles that I knew were related to what I wanted to do, starting with stuff I knew I wasn't qualified for and then just working my way down until I found stuff that I could actually apply to. And I ended up finding a job as a mental health technician at a psychiatric hospital, which right up my alley of what it was that I'm hoping to go to grad school for and just ended up applying there. Heard back from them by the next day asking if they could talk to me on the phone for about five minutes just to ask some general questions about my background and what it was I was looking for in a job. Not an interview, just a real quick, should we even consider you? And I talked to them really briefly before they reached out about a couple hours later offering me the position instead of actually taking me through the interview process, which I got very lucky about. And I don't know what else I should say right now. (laughs) That's perfect. The rest is history. You got this great job, mental health technician. You're going to be near Raleigh, graduate here in a week or so, start your your life as an adult. And I'm curious if you can tell just a little bit about maybe what helped prepare you for this to get a great interview with this quick, spontaneous conversation to get your resume going and even to know how to use LinkedIn, because I know some of this is covered in our class. Did you have any background on this before you enrolled in USC 401, what we commonly, or I guess affectionately call adulting class? No, I actually had zero background knowledge on it. I had made a resume in the past, but it was very basic. It didn't have any details that it should have. So I've had to go back through since and update it and add everything in that will actually make me look qualified for the positions that I'm applying for. And LinkedIn especially, I didn't make until the week that you assigned it as a project for us. I thought that LinkedIn was mostly for business majors and that those types of positions. So I didn't think it was something that really applied to me, let alone know how to use it or think that it was something someone my age should be using. So it was definitely a lot to take in at once, but you made the process very easy. Yeah, that's one of the good things about enrolling in a class because you have assignments. And so it kind of breaks down all the things you have to do for graduation. And I don't think you're alone, Michaela. A lot of people in the humanities don't know that they can utilize all the resources in the Career Development Center, that they can get a link 
LinkedIn going and actually find a job with that great LinkedIn that they've put together with that great resume they've put together. And we also did a mock interview. Was that helpful for you in class just to practice your interview? Yeah, it was very helpful. Any jobs I've had in the past, just ones while working in school, I've managed to only have one interview throughout all of them. And I've had about six jobs now. So I've somehow managed to always skip that step, which is funny considering I did it again. But because of that, I never knew how to actually respond to interview type questions and how to really sell myself. So it was nice getting that feedback and getting that reassurance on how it was that I actually did in the mock interview. Yeah, especially if you haven't done that many interviews, you got to practice a little bit and make some mistakes. So what did you do as an undergrad? Tell our listeners because really like you've got this great job, you have your psych major, you're going to take this gap year before grad school, you sound like you have everything together. What kinds of things did you do outside the classroom? You mentioned all these jobs? And did you have any extracurriculars? And what were the jobs? Yeah, I actually didn't have extracurriculars that were related to what I wanted to do, which I know I was stressing about, especially when I first got to college, because I just never really found an extracurricular that was interesting to me. But I feel like that could be reassuring for other people to hear, because I know that I thought you needed to have a list of extracurriculars and a list of outside stuff that you do besides just your classes that will really boost your resume and make you stand out to people. So when I didn't have that, it was really stressful for me. And job-wise, especially with COVID, I was never able to get anything related to what it was that I wanted to do. So any previous jobs I've had have just been simple things in food industries or just very beginner, your usual part-time jobs that you'd imagine people in high school or college to have. So anything related to psychology outside of just my classes, didn't have. Yeah, (laughs) I tried. I was trying to find an internship for a while, but that was in the midst of COVID. So I was never able to. I also transferred after my freshman year from East Carolina University. So I never took on a minor or anything like that because it would have put me into a fifth year here and I was trying to stay on the four-year track. So it was really just me focusing in on my classes and that was it. Yeah. And that's really reassuring for students, especially to hear during COVID when a lot of internships got canceled and you just couldn't do activities that you normally did the last couple of years. Um, Of course, we really want people to try to do those now that COVID is kind of on the tail end and get experience like that. But for you, you've got this gap year planned. One of the things we did in our class, and I want to hear you talk a little bit about this is a budget. So some people think, oh my gosh, in the helping field, you know, you can't really make ends meet. Tell us a little bit about how this budget is helping you. And are you going to get a roommate? Like what's your whole plan for this transition to the work world? Budget was definitely a reality check for me, especially since when we did that assignment, I had already accepted the position that I'll be working after graduation. So I tried to use the average summary of that job title for the assignment, but I did save the Excel so that I could go back through with what I'll actually be making and make adjustments with that. I will be living with three other girls, the same ones that I'm with now, just so that it'll be easier for us and we'll have our support system still and just keep everything as it is. But I feel like it's definitely going to take some adjusting for me to learn how to budget my money better because in my head, I'm good at saving money. In reality, that's not really true. I'm the type of person that will spend a lot of money on very small things, not realizing how much they add up. And that's my downfall. So the budget assignment definitely brought that into light. And I think especially since I am taking gap year, I had to get just an entry level position, which 
which most people do, but especially for field where you typically need grad school, I'm right at the bottom. I'm just working for experience, really. So that especially taking how much I'm going to be making into consideration, I'm really going to have to learn how to budget <laughs> better yeah, and just really just take a step back and look at where I'm putting my expenses. Yeah, it's challenging. And you're going into the helping field. You're making such a difference in people's lives. The money is not your big motivator. I guess I'm wondering just if you can share a little bit about why you chose this field and why it's important for you to do something meaningful. Because I always hear people debate between money and meaning. Tell me what you think about that. I was actually just talking about this while I was at work earlier, talking about how I feel like you can make money a lot of different ways. And that's always going to be something that's a part of your life, whether you want to or not, you're always going to have to be paying stuff off and having expenses. It's never going to go away. So even if you're making more money, you're always going to still have that as a stressor. So why would you take away something that's making you happy and bringing you this joy and fulfillment just to make a little bit more when that's always going to be stressing you out, whether you have the money for it or you're maybe struggling that month or something. It's always going to be there. So I feel like you should prioritize what actually makes you happy and what actually brings you joy in life, especially considering I am going into mental health. You can imagine that mental health is a very big deal to me. And I just feel like that should be your number one priority because if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then it's going to affect every other aspect in your life too. I completely agree. Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes people go into something just for the money and they find that they're miserable and they're just going, oh, when will five o'clock on Friday come versus doing a job that really energizes you and you have enough to make ends meet, but maybe you don't have like tons of surplus, but what you do during the day is so meaningful for you. I'm also curious about one of the things we did in class was look at our Gallup strengths. Are there any strengths that you remember from that assessment that maybe helped you get this job? Yeah. So I don't know if you remember when we were sitting outside and you were reading off the categories for all the Gallup strengths. I was the one that got all five of my Gallup strengths in relationship building. That's right. Which is perfect for psychology. So my biggest one was being was empathy. And when I tell you that I pushed that as far as it can go whenever I was in an interview process, I made sure that that was my number one strength. The interviewers knew that. I used it in every aspect that I could because I realized that I don't really have any hard strengths. They're all just my Gallup strengths and any other soft strengths that I have. So I really made sure that I emphasized those and made sure I was portraying those whenever I was talking to someone. I feel like it was empathy. Well, now I'm blanking. Let me pull them up because it's, I... it's, it's okay. It's hard to remember all of them, but I agree. I have empathy too. And I think that's a great example, how you actually use that in your interview, because as we looked at the statistics, there's a one in 33 million chance someone had the same top five strengths in the same order as you. So even without a lot of internships, without a lot of things outside the classroom, you focused on your grades, you worked really hard, and then you also pushed what you have in your strengths. And even when you say soft and hard, I mean, some people in STEM majors have what would be called technical strengths, like maybe they know how to code. But honestly, the human strengths, the new century skills, the being able to deal with people to me are the most valuable in the work world. Yeah, you can learn hard strengths. It's harder to adjust your soft strengths. Yes. Okay, Michaela, any last minute tips for our listeners that are are nervous about not having a lot of things outside of just their GPA? Really just focus 
on your strengths, not even necessarily just your personal strengths like that, but just any resources that you have, just build off of those. It doesn't really matter how many you have, as long as you're just taking advantage of the ones that you do and realize that where you are at the moment is perfectly acceptable. You don't have to be matching yourself up to everyone around you and comparing yourself because I promise your opportunity is going to randomly appear. And as long as you're working towards it and really just having the confidence in yourself, you'll be okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you.